Holy and undivided Trinity, one God in whom we live and move and have our being. Amen. You might be wondering about the ashes to go blessing at the start of this service. No, it's not a regular part of the prayer book service for Ash Wednesday. And ashes to go is not unique to all saints. Other Episcopal churches have adopted this practice, which, if you think about it, is a form of liturgical evangelism. As a rule, I think you'll agree with me that most Episcopal churches are not so good at evangelism. That is, going out into the world and proclaiming the good news of Christ to seekers and to non-believers and to those who have lost their faith. We tend to be much better at welcoming people who have already found their way here than we are at going out into the community and inviting people to join us in celebrating the goodness and grace of God as we know God in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of the old joke. What do you get when you cross a Jehovah Witness with an Episcopalian? You get someone who's very confident in knocking on doors, but when the door opens, they don't know what to say. (laughs) So we are not the best evangelists, but most Episcopal churches, and certainly this one, are very good at liturgy. So what better way for all saints to do evangelism on this Ash Wednesday than to do it liturgically? Thus, ashes to go. And the liturgy that Simon, Tim, and Kim are taking to the Marta commuters across the street for the next hour and a half is simple and yet very powerful. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is the Ash Wednesday liturgy in a nutshell. The ashes we receive are a sign of our mortality and penitence. So in Lent, we would do well to look at who we are and what we are doing and what we do to see what needs changing and converting to curb or drop certain acts that diminish us as human beings so that the energy behind them can fuel good actions and more life-enhancing behavior. I think that, but I think that repentance is meant to be so much more than that. The key to a deeper, life-changing repentance is to see it in connection to the resurrection of Christ. Yes, even in Lent, especially in Lent. Embracing the resurrection life that we share with Christ in the context of remembering our mortality allows our repentance to go deep enough to penetrate the core of our inertia, our faithless numbness. This understanding of what Lent is really all about, I borrow from my former former spiritual director, Martin Smith, Episcopal priest, one-time monk, who writes, Through the resurrection of Christ, we can awake from paralysis and inertia. 
Easter embraced can awaken our desire for life and for God, the giver of life, and our capacity for the kind of giving that does not deplete but enlivens. In Lent, the church says to us, before hearing the good news of the resurrection again, taste the reality of your need again. Experience your deadness. Then hear the voice of Christ arousing you from sleep. So on this holy day, we remember that we are dust and to dust we shall return. But we also remember that God, the giver of life, calls us to reclaim God's love for us, to renew our love for God, and to embrace resurrection life in Christ, through whom mortality gives way to everlasting life. Amen.